and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 Podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Hi, everyone. I'd like to introduce you to our guest today. I'm going to be speaking with Pragit, and he is an English internationally known channel who has assisted people with spiritual growth for 25 years. With his guide, Alcazar, Pragit designed and built the Stargate, which assists groups and individuals in the process of understanding and knowing self, the process of awakening. His whole life has been dedicated to understanding how we as humans operate, how the unconscious mind and the emotions influence us and how to move easily out of those patterns that we feel are limiting us. So Pragit, welcome. Hi, nice to be with you. Thank you. Yeah, nice to be with you too. And I was, um, I was tempted to read a little bit more about your bio as I brought you in, but I really want you to explain um, how you came to meet your guide, Alcazar, you know, um, to give our audience a little bit more of a background of you, and then we can move into this beautiful thing that you have created and built called the Stargate. And um, if people are listening and you have a computer in front of you, I would actually recommend that you go to his website, which is the stargateexperience.com. So you can actually take a look at what we're going to be talking about today because it's really cool. So yeah, so welcome and g- give us some background on on your life, <laughs> how you came to be a channel. Well, about 30 years ago, I went with a small group of people to Maui with the intention of finding a little space somewhere um, to create a healing center, you know, massage and things like this. And actually, as we were looking, we found that there's a big hotel for sale. And so we changed our plans and decided to get this big hotel and turn it into a, a new age center where people could come on vacation and experience different therapies at the same time. So that whole process was going on. And one day I was uh, meeting at home with the people involved and I was really tired. And my friend said, well, why don't you just lie down and we'll give you a massage? So I was actually lying on my living room floor with lots of hands massaging me. And I went to this beautiful space, really deep. And that was timeless. And after a while, somebody was talking And it was a bit irritating, but I was just feeling so good in that relaxed space. But then the talking got louder and stronger. And in the end, I just opened my eyes and my friends had stopped massaging me and they were all looking at me and they were saying, you were channeling. And it was like, it was me that was doing the talking. I didn't even realize it. Wow. And that's how it started. It wasn't something I'd intended to do. And it wasn't something that I actually believed either. And they said, well, do it again. And after a little bit of pressure, I did it again. It just continued. And uh, so I was in my room a few days later and still kind of wondering about this whole experience. And I just said, well, if this is real, who are you? And I heard loud and clear Alcazar. And that was a big shock for me. And I tend to be a very skeptical person. And I still had a lot of doubt 
But what started to happen was that my friends would ask him questions and he would give them information about things that I knew nothing about. He even knew things that happened to them in their early childhood. And then, because I was still in this doubtful space, he started to say to people, this is going to happen to you in two or three days' time. When it happens, call Pragit and let him know. So I started to get these confirmations that even though I was skeptical, this was real in some way. And so as soon as I started to allow it, all kinds of information started to come through. So that's the way it started, and that was like 30 years ago now. Wow. Now, I know it's been a long time since it first started, but um, can you explain a little bit of the process of, like, how does your mind even begin to wrap itself around what's happening to you? And then, you know, to have friends (laughs) that are at least open, you know, and like you're kind of practicing per se or allowing Alcazar to come through. But I am sure that there are, you know, many listeners that are attracted to our podcast that might be going through this and don't even know what to do with it. Well, to be honest, it was you know, obviously it was really something very new for me, and I had no idea what was happening. And then the guidance said, "Okay, drop the hotel project. It's been a great experience, but uh, something else is happening." And what continued was that Alcazar started to guide meditations, and more and more people around the island heard about it and were coming. And the energy that was being created was wonderful. And then. Alcazar wanted to talk about Pleiadians and Arcturans and the Galactic Command. And for me, again, being very skeptical, I thought, I'm not sure if these are real. I'm not going to talk about things like this. So every time he started, I would cut him off. And, of course, the more I cut him off, the more he wanted to to talk about it. So I said to him one day, okay, if this is real, prove it to me. And I thought, well, maybe I'll go ahead out at night and see a a light in the sky or something like this. But actually what happened was very different. Um, Just one day he said to me, go down to Casanova's and just hang out there. Casanova is a a coffee bar and restaurant there that I love to go and be at. And uh, so I sat there drinking cappuccino, watching the world go by. And this couple came up and, and sat next to me. And after a while, they started to talk, and it got to, well, what do you do? And I was still kind of embarrassed. And I said, well, eventually I said, well, I channel this guy to Alcazar. And the woman said, wow, that's amazing. Will you give me a session? And I said, well, okay. And she said, are you open for an exchange to trade? And I said, well, okay, what is it that you would like to exchange for a session. And she said, I take people up to the spacecraft. And I was kind of shocked. (laughs) It was like, what? And she said, yeah, I take people up. I said, okay, let's do it. Uh, Where do we go? And she said, well, let's just go back to your home. So I went back with her and I did a session with her in Alcazar. And then she said, okay, are you ready? And I was very nervous and didn't know what to expect. And uh, she said, we go out of body. And I said, I don't know how to do that. I've never done that before. And she said, it's okay, just relax and we'll help you. And so again, I was lying down on my living room floor. And I, I don't know whether I was afraid or whatever. It took me several minutes. And then suddenly I found myself just kind of floating above my body. And she said, okay, now we go straight up. 
And there was this strange sensation of moving without moving. That's the only way I can really describe it. And I found myself lying on something hard, and it felt like I was surrounded by this thick mist. And in this kind of misty energy, I could see the outline of people. And she said, just relax a minute. They're going to work with your energy. And then all of a sudden, I could see. And I was in this a very small amphitheater-type room lying on this table. And there were perhaps a dozen or 16 people, and they all started to clap. And she said, do you know why they're clapping? I said, no idea. I was still kind of in a, a shock and amazement at what was happening. And she said, they're applauding because this is the first time you've come up here consciously. Usually you come up in your sleep state and you don't remember it. And already that was kind of a bit much for my mind. And anyway, the people were leaving and there was just one man stand, standing by the door and she said, do you recognize this person? And it was strange because as soon as I looked at him, I just felt such a strong familiarity. But I couldn't remember where I knew him from. And so I just said this to her and she said, well, this is you in this dimension. Oh. And that, that was enough. My mind kind of stopped then. It was like I, I couldn't even relate to that. And she said, well, okay, but now we're going to go from this small craft that we're in and we're going to go to the mothership. And I'd heard about motherships from I don't know where, but it seemed like, again, a very grand concept. So we walked out of the door and she was behind me and this guy was on my left. And as we walked, a few, after a few paces, suddenly it was like we merged together. We became one. And... She was asking questions, and I was hearing myself answer the questions about the ship and what was going on. And, and I was in, well, amazement is, is not a strong enough word to describe it. It was just like total wow. And, uh, well, then at the end of the corridor, there was a, a doorway, and I don't know what else to call it, but it was like a rectangular door shape. But instead of a door, there was these little dots of lights which were moving very, very slowly down, a bit like a waterfall of little dots of light. And we stepped into that, and we stepped out on the mother craft. And again, it was like another totally amazing thing. And we walked along and into the... Um, control room or the bridge, whatever you call it, mothership. And again, it was huge. And as we walked in there, there was this like, I don't know whether it was a picture window or whether it was just like big TV screens or whatever, but we could see out into space and we could see this craft that we were on. And it seemed to stretch for miles in each direction. And we were really high up looking down over it. And throughout this time, she was asking me questions, and I was answering them, and I was just having this total experience of being at one with this mm, commander, as he calls himself, on this, on this ship. And then after a, a timeless period, she said, okay, it's time to go back now. And then suddenly there's this sensation of moving again, and then boom, back into the body. And it was like, wow, okay, Agasa, after that, you can talk about anything. And he does. <laughs> I mean, you should see my face right now. We probably should have kept the video on. I am like, 
what? <laughs> wow. 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 I mean, the first thing that amazes me just because I've, you know, been studying, I've had a few of my own out of body experiences and that's what one of the second document documentaries Mike and I made was, um, you know, about astral projection. But uh -huh. what's phenomenal is I haven't talked to many people only I think two other people that have had a joint out of body experience together. So it, you know, I'm amazed at the fact that she's also seeing and experiencing what you are in order to be able to facilitate that. Right. Yeah, She was right wow. there with me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Like to even absorb that. Mike and I tried that before we were like, okay, let's try to find each other, you know, but that's when we were in the sleep state, I've never done it like lucid or, um, you know, aware, like they had said, oh, you're there. They were applauding you because you were there consciously instead of, you know, in your dream state. But wow. Yeah, <sighs> I mean, I, it's never happened again. Um, I, I'm told I still go up there, but I don't recall it. And uh, as I said, basically, that was just an experience to give me a demonstration of some of these other realities that he wanted me to talk about. Yeah, well, I guess, too, you know, it's like once you've been there once, there probably isn't a need. I mean, some people probably can go back up to travel, but it's like, I don't think you need any more proof after that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if you can't believe it at that point through that experience, you know, it's kind of like, then I don't know what else they could throw at you, you know, <laughs> to prove it, to prove it. But, yeah. wow. Okay, so. Let me just digest that for a second, because that that was a lot um, and very cool. But tell us a little bit more than how Stargate came to be and what this was built for, um, the use of it. You know, as I was on your website, I see that, you know, there are other people that you train, other people have it. I was looking for people in New York and I couldn't find everyone. Most of the people are in California in the United States. <laughs> I was like, no, I want the Stargate experience here. Mm. Um, but yeah, take us through that process. How, how did this come to be designed and built with your guide Alcazar? Well, as I said, he started to do meditation groups, and that went on for a year. And then I was in this space of just totally trusting and allowing and talking about Pleiadians and Arcturians and so on. And then at one, one day, he just said to me, we want you to build a structure, and it's called a Stargate. And he gave me this picture in my mind, and it's a very complex structure. And so I tried to make a drawing of it, but actually my original drawings are really almost nothing like it. But uh, I said, okay, I'll, I'll build it, but just I need to know all these lengths and it's complicated angles. And, and he said, yes, just build it. And I said, well, of course I will, but I need information. And he said, just start and you'll remember. And the strangest thing was that, you know, I went and bought some copper tubes from Home Depot and I just started to do it, and strangely enough, I somehow knew how this shape needed to be. And it took me six months because I had no guidance, and I had to figure out how to make all the joints and things. But eventually, after six months, it was complete. And then it was like, okay, we've got it. What do we do with it? <laughs> and uh, al said, well, this is an anchor for a higher dimensional consciousness. And I said, well, what does that mean? And he said, it's very similar to your human body. Your human body is a structure that enables a higher dimensional consciousness, you, to actually experience being physical. 
And as we all probably agree, that we, we have this feeling that we've lived many lifetimes. And it's our consciousness that moves from lifetime to lifetime to lifetime. And he said, so your consciousness is anchored in the physical body. And similarly, a higher dimensional consciousness is anchored into the sacred geometry of this structure. And it's actually this consciousness that when we work with the Stargate, we're actually working with. And we call that the etheric Stargate or the consciousness of the Stargate. So that's what started. That's how it came about. And then since then, for the past 20, 30 years, he's been showing me different ways of actually working with this consciousness, with the Stargate. And uh, as you said, we have trained many people now all over the world. We have a, a training every year. The next one is in Crete, actually, in Greece, in September. And people come and they spend several days with us. Uh, experiencing the Stargate, learning how to connect with the etheric Stargate, the consciousness. And it's almost like it becomes like a friend. And very quickly after the first big one was made, Alpazar said, we want you to start making small ones so people can have their own personal Stargate. So we actually have a friend now who for many years has been making these small Stargates for us so that everyone can have their own. And what's magical in a sense about these things is that they all connect energetically around the world. Alcazar calls it the Stargate grid system. And so whenever somebody's working with their Stargate, a similar energy is being gently broadcast from all the other Stargates around the world instantaneously because they're all connected in the quantum field. And it's this quantum field understanding and energetic that the Stargate is moving people into because it's from the quantum field that actually we create our own reality. And that's something that Alcazar has been sharing in a lot more detail over the last few years. Wow. So a couple of questions because um, it was about five years ago was my first experience when I was doing energy work on a client. I didn't know what I was seeing, but I was seeing a lot of golden triangles. I had no idea what sacred geometry was and they were in different directions, but they were all connected. Mm -hmm. And as I am on your website on the about page, if, if you scroll down you hit about Stargate, you have a picture on the right side and it's people um, sitting around it. And the shadow of the Stargate is exactly what was over this client's body. And it was such a phenomenal experience for me. I didn't know what to do with it. A part of me thought I was crazy. A part of me thought I was making it up. Um, I, I Googled that night, um, you know, golden triangles, sacred geometry, you know, and, uh, and all of a sudden this stuff popped up. But looking at this picture, this is actually more of what I saw. And I was so moved by it that I had to paint it. So I have a painting of it. It's, wow. it's not, it's not the best. And maybe I'll even put it up on, um, on our Instagram page so people can reference, you know, the, the two pictures side by side. And it was really hard to kind of capture what I was seeing because it was not two dimensional <laughs> at all. Yes. Um, and and, and the way that the reflection in this picture of the Stargate is where you can kind of see it on both sides. I mean, this is almost similar 
to what I saw over this person's body. So I'm like, even I'm even more speechless than I was from the first <laughs> story that you told. I'm like, what is happening? What's going on here? And I don't, I, to this day, I, you know, I didn't really go much into it because I didn't want to get too intellectual about it. But um, from that point on in doing energy work with people, you said the Stargate grid system. I started entrusting some of um, my teachers and other healers who I knew wouldn't think I was crazy if I told them the story. But I said to them, I said, I'm now being able to see people's grids. I said, I don't know what I'm seeing, but that's the best way to describe it. And um, I've always been very attracted to the shapes of sacred geometry, not even knowing it. I actually was cleaning out my garage a couple of months ago and found old college notebooks. And what the heck was I drawing back then? But was <laughs> was sacred geometry. And I didn't even know. I just thought I'm drawing triangles and squares and they're interlocking with each other. I'm doodling. I'm bored in college, right? <laughs> um, so I'm I'm just a little blown away at the moment. Um, and usually I have, I'm not, and I'm very composed, but I'm a little not composed right now. So can you explain to me maybe a little bit more, um, I guess a little bit about these triangles, because that, I, that's what I see. I see a lot of the triangles, the interconnection, and maybe you can help me to understand a little bit more about these grids and sacred geometry, because I totally get and understand how this works as you're explaining with it. it uh, not even knowing why I know how this works. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's amazing because what you said about doodling in college, that reminded me that I used to do that as well when I was in school. I had totally forgotten about that until you said it. So huh, I guess something was trying to come through even back then. Yeah. So um, sacred geometry, people um, are very aware of the the pyramid shape, for example, and and lots of people played with pyramids in the 60s and 70s, and uh, you put a razor blade in there and it gets sharp again, and you put a plant in there and it grows really well. So people are aware that certain shapes hold an energy. So those particular shapes are called sacred geometry. Not all shapes hold an energy in that way. So the stargate is a lot of different sacred geometrical shapes combined. And what Alcazar has said is that actually some of the shapes within the Stargate are sacred geometry, not from this 3D, but from higher dimensionals um, areas, so that it allows the Stargate to be what is sometimes called an interdimensional doorway. It connects people up to other dimensional realities. And actually, when we do a meditation with it, and there's lots of free meditations on our website if people actually want to experience it. When we do a meditation, when we're starting from the beginning, we actually invite an etheric stargate to come down over everyone. And then that etheric stargate starts to vibrate faster and faster and move up through the dimensional ranges. And we take people up to the 12th dimension, which is just a vibration, not to get attached to a number. And uh, in that energetic, as you relax into the meditation, your own bodily energetic field rises all by itself and, and you start to vibrate at that 12th dimensional level. And then in that 12th dimensional energy field, it's very easy to connect with your guides to the Ascended Masters, your personal guides, to the star families, as we call them. 
those uh, intelligent, benevolent beings out there in the universe that are available to assist humanity in this waking up process, because they want us to become part of this universal family group. And so they, they're very much available to assist. And so often they will come in and bring supportive energies into the meditations that we do. And so sacred geometry is something which has been known about for centuries. Uh, but this structure is an accelerator of consciousness. The Stargate was actually given to us back in uh, 89, I think it was, when it first came through, because there was a great potential then for human evolution. And with that, with all the different techniques that came in at that time, around 89, lots of different people became channels, became healers and so on. And it was a big push to raise the vibration enough for actually what happened in uh, 2012, which was a big shift of human consciousness on the planet, which enabled us to move into a place where the, the light energies, so to speak, were stronger than the dark energies, the negativity. And so now we're on a trajectory of eventually humanity coming together in love and light in uh, appreciation and equality and abundance. That's happening now. And uh, some people might doubt that if you look at the state of, of the world around us. But in fact, what's coming to light with all the negativity and judgment and abuse is it's always been there. And now it's coming to, li to the light. And now it's being challenged and dissolved slowly, slowly, because... Society changes very slowly, but individually, we can change very rapidly. And so the Stargate is to work with those intelligent individuals who can see that by changing themselves, they start the ripple effect of change happening in their environment. And already we can begin to see in the world that the youngsters, the young people, are really about change. And there's this whole movement happening with the schools, people in school taking days off just to protest. And so there's a lot that's happening out in the world that's beginning to show positive change happening. And the Stargate is very much here to accelerate that process on an individual level, which then ripples out into society. Wow. So when you gather people together for these meditations, you know, for people to come and have this experience, I know that you, know, you describe on your website that personal karma can be removed. There can be psychic and healing abilities. You can recall past lives, um, removal of stress and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel like people have to be in a certain state of... Uh, I don't want to say surrender may not be the right word, yeah. but, you oh. know, I, I would assume in something like this that you, you have to come to it with a bit of an open mind or the willingness to experience. Yeah, definitely an open mind is needed because the the energies that we work with have no judgment about people's uh, reality as they create it for themselves. But if you have judgment against something, then that's respected. And therefore, the energies won't work with you. 
the guides won't work with you if that's not what you want. So it's a, it's always about how much an individual can be open to receive. But the, the beauty, in a sense, about of the Stargate work is that there's nothing to do. It is not a doing. It is not a working hard at something. It's about relaxing into the energy field. And as you relax, these energies rebalance you on a physical, mental, emotional, spiritual level just by relaxing. And there's all kinds of different uh, techniques and experiences that Alcas has brought in over the years. So when we gather in a group situation and we do workshops around the world, uh, it's a smaller group and more of a personal interaction. So Alcazar will answer questions, will guide individuals in their particular situations and difficulties in their lives. But what occurs is that in the meditations where the change tends to happen, there's nothing to do. And by allowing the body to totally relax, then there's the potential of this, these changes to happen. And it's not like the mind decides, okay, I'm going to do this or do that. I'm going to resolve this problem or that problem or this healing that I'm needed. It just happens. It happens because what Alcazar calls your superconsciousness is actually guiding the process. The superconsciousness, he said, is the real you. The real you, your superconsciousness, is not in the body. It's in the quantum field. And from that quantum field, the guidance comes to us in the human part. So our superconsciousness is a vast being. And a small part of that consciousness is in the human form right now. And the process that we're all going through, whether we know it or not, is to raise our vibration so that more of our consciousness, more of our awareness can be in the body. And as we continue that process, we reach that state that we often call enlightenment, where most of our superconsciousness is then operating within our humanness. So that's the, the ultimate goal for each one of us and for society. And the star families, as we call them, the Pleiadians, Arcturians, and so on, they've reached that place of enlightenment throughout the whole of their society. They're all in that space. And enlightenment is not the ultimate. It's just the next step on the way, so to speak. Hmm. Yeah, you put that perfectly about having the super consciousness embody the human consciousness. Is that what you said? I, I saw, I visually like saw it as soon as you said it, I was like, oh yes, that that's it. <laughs> that's what it means. I, you know, you're talking a lot. I finally had this experience. I'm so grateful for this past year of what it means to be and not do. I finally mm -hmm. got to that place that you were talking about. Um, where, like you said, there's nothing that you have to do. And I am one of those human beings that have, I've been doing 40 years, you know, just do, do, do it, you know, like understanding, okay, the being level at, at the intellect, but I finally had the, the physical visceral experience of just being. Mm. And then when you said how that then becomes integrated into the physical body, uh, you just said it so perfectly and explained exactly what I experienced where those two merge together. Yeah. So 
one of the big challenges for our mind is, well, if we're not doing anything, then nothing's going to happen. But the, the space that we're talking about is that, well, let's put it another way. Our societies have trained us that we have to work hard to gain something. We have to work hard to get what we want in the material world. And that doesn't work. It doesn't work in as much as we would like it to happen. We would like to have more things. We'd like to have more intimate relationships, more love, and so on. So this non-doing is a new way of being. And it's not that nothing happens, but it doesn't happen from the mind deciding or following this program that work, 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 do, do, do. It's about relaxing. And in that space, your super consciousness, the real you, starts to guide the human part through your intuition. And so your intuition is actually the key to connecting more and more with the real you, the super consciousness. And so it's a challenge to understand this vast picture of, well, why, if we're super consciousness, why are we struggling to be in this human form with all the pain and suffering, et cetera, et cetera. And the, the superficial answer, in a sense, is that we chose to do this because we chose to have an experience of being in this duality. We're in a duality here. Out there in the universe, there's a whole different experience of being in the oneness. <clears throat> in the oneness, you're part of this flow of what's just happening. In duality, you have a choice. Moment by moment, we're choosing. And we're learning, or the intention is anyway, to learn through the choices that we make. And as we start to choose more intelligently, more lovingly, then we bring in more consciousness, we raise our vibration, and individually, and then eventually as societies, we move back towards that energy of oneness. Hmm. Yeah, beautifully said. Thank you. Um, so let me ask you, um, in looking at it, because I'm just curious, too, about <clears throat> how energy transmits um, through, is this metal, copper, what... what what is this made of? And is it is there something specifically chosen to be a better conduit than others? Mm. Well, we have them in different uh, types of material. The, the large one that I originally made, that was made out of copper. And then at some point, Alcazar said, well, we want you to make them out of titanium now because of the different um, energies that the titanium can bring through. Some of the small personal ones we have which are made in bronze because bronze helps the individual in grounding. And so people that are very spaced out, we recommend um, a bronze stargate. But we also have them uh, which are plated in gold on top of the bronze. And the gold is very much more of a heart energy, a loving energy. And so for those people that want to have that, it's more of an expansive energy also, um, does the gold. And we're actually just about to make some some of the very small ones in, in silver. So we will see what happens with those when we start to play with them. Oh, interesting. Now, with my other question is, too, with the free Stargate meditations that you have, um, 
does it have to be done with a Stargate in your room? Um, can you look at a picture if you haven't ordered one? Um, how do the free meditations work? So, first of all, you absolutely don't have to have a physical Stargate. You can work with what we call the etheric Stargate, which is the consciousness um, that's in the Stargate system. So, when you don't have a physical Stargate, you start by just relaxing, closing the eyes, being comfortable, and then inviting, asking for an etheric Stargate to come down around you. And actually, people can actually feel as it comes down. You can feel its presence around you. Initially, it's more difficult, so you might not notice it at first, but it comes, it responds to you. To understand that all the guides, whoever you perceive as your guides, or maybe you don't know that you have them, but they're there, and they respond to your intention. And the stronger your intention, the greater the response. So just the intention to receive higher dimensional guidance, it brings it to you. And so we suggest that you invite that etheric stargate and then the meditations that are available give you a taste of some of the different ways that Al-Ghazar has worked with the stargate energies over the years. There's a, an inner child program, for example. And one of the things that's been extremely popular was a, a webinar program that we did. Uh, we've done two of them in a series of youthing programs. And thousands of people, I think f over 4,000 people now, have experienced this youthing program and are getting results from it. People feeling a lot younger, feeling more vibrant, and actually their friends telling them, wow, you look younger. And some people have reported physical healing happening. Uh, in fact, that happens a lot with uh, the Stargate meditations in, in workshops and simply people doing the meditations at home. They're reporting that physical changes are happening. And of course, that's not something that we can say, oh, this is happening through the Stargate. But people are finding changes like this happening when they do these meditations. Right. Well, and funny you, you mentioned that one because, you know, I'm on your website and I'm scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down, which is the one that I decided to stop on. Oh, the inner child work. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that work personally. I, you know, I love doing it with my clients. I, I, I have seen um, tremendous healing happen for individuals when they go back to the inner child. The inner child work is so powerful. Um, so yeah, so I was on, went right to that one as you decided to use that as an example. So cool. <laughs> Wow. Wonderful. And it's, it's wonderful that you offer these, uh, free meditations and, you know, I like, I like the idea too, of just tapping into, you know, the Stargate that is out there if we don't have it, um, you know, in our physical presence, but you do, you did say that you're starting to make smaller ones. So if people were interested in purchasing something like that, or actually wanting the physical Stargate in their home, is that on your website as well? Yes, it is. Yeah. You can find it there. And um, there's, there's several different different types, as I mentioned, the, the bronze and the gold, and they come in different sizes and different price ranges. 
Wonderful. Well, this has been phenomenal. Um, it's been a great conversation. I am still blown away at what I am looking at, um, especially now that I am on the page of the personal Stargate and, you know, halfway down that gold and the three that, that you have there. I'm just like, ah, <laughs> it's exactly what I saw. I can't believe it five years later. So that's so yeah, cool. It's, it's, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It, it the is. And, yeah. And then here we are. Right. And then, oh, yeah, let, let's let's uh, let's get this guy on the podcast. I want to talk to him. This sounds interesting. You know, not even really knowing the full scope of what we were about to talk about and what I was about to experience and see. So I'm so happy I get to share this with my audience um, that we're spreading the word even more. Um, you know, hopefully more people from New York will come out and <laughs> be trained. Um, well, we, can come to, we can come to New York if there's yeah. a strong enough demand. We actually, I mean, we travel a lot all over the world. In fact, we're we're going in April to Slovenia and uh, we're having a, what we call a global gathering. And uh, we have people from, I think, about 38 different countries from around the world coming. And uh, so that's going to be an amazing experience. Yeah, phenomenal. Well, it was wonderful to speak with you. Thank you so much for being a guest here on the Path Loving Podcast. And I'm so excited to get this information out um, to others. And I thank your guide, Alcazar, as well, for speaking through you to come to us. Um, so it's beautiful. It's just beautiful work. Thank you. Thank you, April. It's been fun talking to you and, and to your audience. Yes. And for our listeners, again, um, his website is thestargateexperience.com. Check it out. Thanks for listening to the Path 11 podcast today. I hope you all enjoyed this show. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon page, I'd like you to do so because we are going to start putting some content over there that is only for our Patreon subscribers. You can get content for as little as donating a dollar a month, and it could just be a one-time donation. We have other freebies over there that you can get depending upon how much you would like to donate. And again, it could be a one-time donation, or you can continue to keep your subscription on a monthly basis at that donation level, but I just put my MBT immersive experience, which was a four-day four day intensive meditation training in Tennessee with physicist Tom Campbell. I was listening to binaural beats, going to altered states of consciousness, having out-of-body experiences and life-changing experiences that I was able to bring back uh, for myself, for my clients, for my friends that was just out of this world. So if you would like to listen to that, I'd like you to head on over to path11podcast.com. You're going to see an orange button that says Patreon. Become a Patreon today and you can have access to that podcast. And I would like to remind you to head on over to path11productions.com and check out the membership that we have for the Afterlife Awareness Conference. We have over 25 hours of footage with amazing speakers like William Buhlman, Thomas John, Terry Daniel, Suzanne Geisman, Suzanne Northrup, Linda Fitch, uh, Austin Wells, just a few people uh, to name off that were amazing. These workshops are just so valuable. So I think that you would really enjoy it. It's also a great thing to think about to maybe give the gift to somebody who is struggling with grief. If you are looking for resources, this is a great conference to send people to to check out. And thanks again for listening today. <music>